hello everybody welcome back to the ma podcast so good to have you here my name is maria aleandra i am your host and um magical mystery tour guide during this series of beautiful episodes that i've been um creating with guests like this incredible woman I have with me right now. Hi. <laughs> this is Kate Ballou, and we'll tell you a little bit more about her in a second. Um, she is a word witch and an incredibly inspiring figure for me personally. Um, not to make you blush, Kate, but I gotta, oh. I gotta, like, <laughs> hello, girl crush. Um, and Feelings mutual. <laughs> thank you. Um, and the way I, you know, it's one of those things that one of those moments that you um, connect with somebody and, you know, it's just these little fleeting moments where your intuition just nudges you in a certain direction. And I came across her because she's she writes for Tamed Wild, which is a um, beautiful platform uh, for, for witches and just, you know, people that really embrace their magic. And so I'd seen your name and I was like, you know, I went like, okay, let me get to know her a little bit more. <laughs> and then I was running this event when I did Rise of the Creatrix back in February. Um, I said, I'm just going to reach out. And I was like, this woman probably has zero desire to, you know, I don't know why I thought that. I was like, she's just so like, you know, like, I don't know that she's going to want to do one of these things. And anyway, um, <laughs> she replied back and it didn't work timing wise then. But what ended up happening was so just so beautiful and uh, just delicious because we what turned what became, you know, one Zoom conversation became a few. And now every now and again, we just connect in these very organic ways that have been really, really precious for me over the past few months. So I got to thank you, Kate, for being open to that. And yeah, it's been beautiful. Thank you. I, I remember you reaching out and I was like, I'm so exhausted, but can we just be friends? I have nothing to <laughs> offer anyone in this moment, but yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember being grateful when I heard from you again. I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, no, and your and even your answer and the way you, the energy with which you returned my invitation was just such, an, so, such integrity, right? It was like, you know, let me, let me pause and think about this. And also this is what kind of where I am and it just, it was beautiful, but it was this open door. And I'm very much of the belief that, again, these intuitive nudges lead us in directions where if we follow that little golden thread, there's something there's something there. And so here we are. Um, yeah. And so, Kate, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and um, tell everybody, you know, who you are and what lights you up. Always so hard to do this. I just want to say that. <laughs> I know, I'm right? like, suddenly I don't remember my name and where She's I've like, been I'm a word witch, but the words years. escape me. <laughs> Not public speaking witch, you know. Um, <laughs> That's so good. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm a poet. I'm a writer. I'm a witch. I am a facilitator, a student. I love herbalism and plants. I live here in Brooklyn um, with my boyfriend and my dog Banjo, who might make an appearance depending on his mood. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm from the Midwest in Michigan, and that's kind of important to my story, I think. And yeah, yeah that's a little bit about me. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So um, 
I have to say that we're just gonna we're gonna allow this conversation to flow and see what emerges here. Mm. And as I was getting ready for it, putting on you know a little bit of mascara and and putting my hair in a bun, I was like, oh, it felt like I was getting ready for an initiation. <laughs> and you you know, everybody will understand why as we keep talking. And it's just so. Um, beyond sitting down to have a conversation with someone in this like podcast slash video format. And by the way, Mm -hmm. hello, if you're listening on the podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, review, comment, all the good stuff so we can cast a magical spell on that algorithm, right? Um, So I was like, you know, beyond just sitting with to talk to her, this really feels it's 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 an, uh, I'm going to use her, the word that she used in one of her posts that totally inspired me. It's an uncloaking moment and an uncloaking into um, uh, really reclaiming a part that, that witch in me, like, and I never know, this is one of those things that I'm like, oh, am I reclaiming my inner witch or am I just reclaiming that I am a witch or am I just like declaring that I am a witch How would you like, you know, let's start there. Like, how would you kind of, what do you feel into with with those words? Yeah, you know, I think it reminds me kind of of my relationship to the word poet, because I think that that kind of happened first in my kind of journey here. But um, I was at this reading, I was like 19. I was here in New York for three months for a, um, internship and I was getting college credit and it was terrifying and I went to this reading as a part of my program with my mentor and he had organized for this memoirist um Brando Skyhorse to like talk with us basically so afterwards I went up to be like you know thank you great to meet you like super young child thing and he was like oh cool like what do you do and I was like well someday I'm gonna be a poet (laughs) And, you know, he kind of paused and like looked at me and then started like laughing. And I was like mortified, right? I was like, oh my God, what did I say? This is embarrassing. And he was like, someday. And I was like, yeah. He's like, is an angel going to like come down from the heavens and like knight you poet? Like what's going on? And I was like, well, I guess probably not. (laughs) (laughs) And so he was like, well, you know, I can... I can tell you you're a poet or you can just, you know, tell yourself. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) And it made me laugh. And I've kind of carried that with me now for the last decade in this way of like needing to own that for myself. Like, I feel like there are kind of very few words that you can gift yourself and gift um, or empower yourself to use. And that, that kind of felt like one of those words for me. And the more I said it, the more comfortable I felt and the, the more I was able to kind of move beyond that threshold. And, and I feel like which in a similar way has been, and it's very tied up in my use of language too, you know, spell, spelling, mm-hmm. all of this stuff, but, but naming myself that way was the same. It was like, you're saying a reclamation, like a giving back to, um, not waiting around for anyone to name me, naming myself. Yeah. 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 I can, I can, I, and I, and the thing is that I can, it's so interesting with me with the, this whole like witch reveal uncloaking moment, because I am not, it's not a foreign concept for me, especially in these past couple of years 
to be in this mm-hmm. constant state of revealing this deeper truth of who I am and using my mm-hmm. voice in service of it. And mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of, you know, the work of um, uh, the unbecoming, the releasing of filters, the just sort of like this constant state of, like I was telling a, a good friend of mine, we saw each other on Sunday and I was like, you know, I feel like I'm in this new trustful. And she was like, you've been in this like constant trust fall. She's like in a good way. Like you've been just in mm. this fall over the past like two and a half, you know, three years. And of course we can go, I can go further back in my story, but it's been just so much more compressed. Um, and now this feels like this deeper cut, which I know it is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I see how it's an honoring of so many women that have come before me, um, mm-hmm. how it's it, it's almost like I want to, it sounds weird, but like do it justice in a way that feels like it's in a lot of integrity. And, mm-hmm. and also it feels a lot scarier to, mm-hmm. to claim, you know, to say I am a witch and there's a few reasons for that. There's certain, you know, uh, upbringing things. There's certain things about how other members of more of my extended family, not necessarily my family, but it, for me, just to be honest, it has to do more with my husband's family and how yeah. they will perceive that. Um, how and and also the sense of how it does that encompass all of who I am as well, which is another interesting thing because I carry lots of beliefs that I weave in together. And yet mm-hmm. this idea of it feels so important to step into this full fullness of which that I can't get away from. It's like, it's just there, it's imminent. And so when mm-hmm. I say that it feels like this initiation moment it's where I've been over the past few days, you know, um, and I'm really, you know, doing it in a way like right now moving through it in a multi-layered way from, you know, and, and even as I say this, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm kind of like in fear of saying I'm a witch, but I currently have like an altar set up with, you know, a candle and a sigil. And, you know, it's like, this sure. is stuff that I've been doing. I, it's one of those things where it's like, I've been doing this for a long time. What is it about, oh, now I'm going to say it, write it somewhere, like declare it. What is it that, what is that that brings that feels so much bigger mm-hmm. and the implications of what that might have of, mm-hmm. it just feels like, oh my God, like I'm a, like, yeah. So I'll leave it there. I'd love to just hear what, what comes up for you. Yeah, well, I mean, making it public, it's like one thing to like do the things, but you know, I mean, women were burned at the stake who weren't even witches for having power, you know, and who would never have used that word. So we all have a bit of this like witch wound thing um, going on where, you know, you put it in, in public, you're allowing for someone to perceive you or something horrible like that. And mm-hmm. it's, um, and it makes it difficult to do. And I think, you know, the innate people pleasers in a lot of us want to make everyone happy and be soft. And that's something that I know that I struggle with is it's like, I don't want to, you know, make anyone feel uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, it's like not really 
about that. Like yeah. it's not, it's, it's about at least for myself, it's just been about like getting right with myself. Um, mm-hmm. and, and however that looks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I think about sort of like, if we'd say like what's on the other side, there is this just like boundless sense of freedom, the sense of, you know, I've always had this very deep connection to nature and it's almost like I'm just really welcoming that like into my, just into every cell, nook and cranny, spiritual, you know, of, of, of my being almost like it's this, oh, like, yes, I'm here and I'm no longer going to hide that that part of me um and then Mm -hmm. the other aspect there's there's sort of that layer of the you know personal relationships we might have and how they might perceive it and all that or relationships that we've built even with you know when it comes to the work I do clients Mm -hmm. and people that fall and by the way it's also interesting because I'm right now working with some incredible clients that are also in this space as well like of course we tend to attract people that are going to vibe in that space. And so mm-hmm. it was also important for me to speak into this now because I, I know, and as you know, because you have these conversations all the time, this mm-hmm. is not just a journey that I'm having. I feel like in a way it's like, okay, sharing something that's very palpable for a lot of other women out there and men and and people. And it's like, okay, well, let's keep talking about it so that we can just continue to breathe life into it. But the other aspect is what will other witches think of me and Mm. how will they perceive whether I'm doing this right or wrong? And I know when I think about it, like, it's like, I know that's not, that's not it. And of course, there's my recovering perfectionist people pleaser and all that that comes into play. But will I be accepted? Will I be, you know... there's this, I guess, fear of judgment that might come from like the gatekeepers of the craft, let's say, and what happens when somebody, you know, and I can feel very aligned the more I I sink into this kind of work for me and, and, you know, I can feel very sure about it, but when you come out with it like that, what's been your experience being in this space and how you are, and I guess being welcomed into it is kind of strange because there's so many different, Mm -hmm. like it's such, it's also such an eclectic, beautifully eclectic, diverse space. Mm -hmm. And I guess that seeing it more as an opportunity to light that up is what, you know, but yeah, I'd love to hear your experience on that sort of gatekeeping or like, am I doing this the right way, the wrong way or? Yeah. Yeah. My, my co-host Kristen and I, we call it the witch wide web. Um, <laughs> yes. Just like everyone who finds each other kind of through these disparate spaces, because many of us, I mean, you know, Kristen and I make the podcast between Brooklyn and the Azores, which is pretty wild that mm-hmm. that is possible. And so kind of how special that is in some ways too. But, um, you know, I feel it, it's to me, it's kind of like the, like a mirror of the rest of the world. Like not everyone is going to like 
everyone. And that's something that I like have to tell myself all the time too, because I don't like everyone. So um, why am I expecting everyone to, you know, resonate with my work, but it's kind of like the people that do, do, and that's, that's lucky and, and great. And, you know, I was really grateful to be a part of Francis Denny's um, Major Arcana, which is an America photo book. And, you know, I think that what Francis did with that project is really special just because, um, you know, it's really curated by the witches themselves, like where their photos were taken, what they shared about their craft, whether the word witch even resonated with them for like a myriad of historical reasons. Um, And seeing all of those witches, all of those photos next to each other, I think was really a great potent reminder of how different it can be. And, um, how to like we can respect each other's work even if we're not you know borrowing each other's book of shadows or whatever um and but no I mean it's like you know it's like going to the cafeteria in middle school it's like you don't want (laughs) to be alone at the table it's horrible (laughs) yeah yeah and 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 I love that, you know, I've also been following um, Frances' work when she was working on it. And, um, you know, one of the things I have on my, like, bucket list that I want to create soon is to go up to to Salem to see. I've never been there. And just to see the exhibit and really mm-hmm. feel into it. Um, I'm almost telling myself, like, I want to get the book, but I just I don't want to get it until I can experience it there. It's almost like my, like, motivation to make that happen. Um, even if it's like a quick, you know, flight up, flight down situation for me in Miami, I don't know how many, well, there's so many ways to make it happen. But anyway, the point is that that really meant a lot for me to perceive because, um, and, and that's the thing. It's like when you talk about a witch and, and witchcraft and there's so many different, um, I guess, uh, ramifications or ways that that comes to light. And even when it comes to when I tap into what I believe my lineage is, and while I don't have, you know, I can, I can think about like my, my mother's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking so much more about the stories she would tell us when we were little, her connection to the earth like that woman was just a witch through and through and had this incredible (laughs) energy and did, you know, basically worked her spells with food and, you know, the way she had this capacity to heal and, and, but she's not, you know, I think about my abuela and it's like, that's not, obviously not like a textbook kind of witch and yet, so I, I, it's like I align with that and then I align with the, you know, uh, the side that I guess is most associated with witchcraft or the elements that are more associated with witchcraft. And so mm-hmm. for someone like that, that has multiple streams of influence and we're also just tapping into, okay, what is the story that I am telling in this lifetime Because even though I may not have a direct, like let's say someone who doesn't have a direct lineage that you can track, we're also bringing in other, you know, other lifetimes into the mix now. And so I, I, you know, the way I see it is we all come in with this divine appointment and these ways to use, I call it our light print to impact the world. So if part of your light print is to 
honor the ways of the witch and walk that path, it's, you know, it could feel like something that's completely detached from your direct ancestry. And yet it feels like something that's so part of who you are. Um, Mm. So when it comes to weaving together, let's say different, um, yeah, whether it's, you know, spiritual modalities or things like that, like what, what is your take on how to honor all of the pieces that make you who you are? Yeah, I mean, it's a process like anything else. And I think, you know, I've done everything from like talking to living relatives to I was watching like Anastasia, the cartoon movie, you know, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy with the ancestry thing. I haven't watched as an adult. So I was like, this is interesting. So I like, you know, drank a bottle of wine and built my entire family tree like back to 1500s on like the free trial of ancestry. Cody was like, are you okay? I was like, I'm focused. (laughs) Like, I'm on a mission. Got to figure this out. But um. And so like, there are like, you know, things like that that can be Mm -hmm. so interesting. Like, you know, I've got ancestors who ended up in the Ozarks as farmers and like Baptist preachers. So I'm like, what interesting folk traditions could I maybe like dig up over there? And like some of, most of it is not, you know, to like use or incorporate, but just a way of like investigating and connecting in strange new ways. Like talking with my grandma Joan about our Polish ancestry and some of the you know, sadness um, in loss of culture, too, that she experienced as a younger woman, um, as well as like, you know, privilege to call yourself a witch, like she could never use those words. But um, so like, what does that look like? And, you know, I called historical societies in South Carolina, like all sorts of random things. And I've heard some really good advice, too, from other people just kind of being like, you know, if your ancestors for whatever reason, you know, maybe you have a tense relationship with them or you were adopted or you're queer or, 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 um, and that doesn't resonate with you working with ancestry in more of a, a generic sense, you know, um, the plants of the land, you know, instead of the people themselves or Mm. whatever this sort of thing is, um, can be good ways to kind of do that. Um, and to research and better understand. And then, you know, I'm also a huge advocate for forging a connection kind of with the land that you're on. And, you know, whether that's donating time or resources or money, um, you know, having ancestry of colonizers, like this land does not belong Mm -hmm. to me. And so how do I, as a white woman, um, step up to that and reconcile that and do my best to pay reparations to that. Yeah. Um, And so that's another big, I mean, I think that that's a part of being spiritual or honoring that practice, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and along, along that line, those lines, like keep, let's keep like diving into what, what is it that's really, you feel really passionate, just generally speaking right now in your life? Like what are the things that you are passionately standing for, you know, what is the impact that you're longing to make? Um, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about about that. That's a good question. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of that kind of work that I'm most passionate about has been in my like teaching archetype. Um, 
I kind of started an online school this past fall called the Bardo. And so that has been about kind of like creating a brave, vulnerable, continued writing space for folks. And it's definitely influenced by witchcraft and magic, though not completely dedicated to that topic. And I think that I'm, I'm just passionate about getting people, um, the tools that they need to connect to their own magic and their own story and really facilitating and bolstering that. And that's a little bit like I send a weekly newsletter with prompts because I'm like, you know, I, I want people to feel like they're able to that and that they have the resources. And, um, you know, I, th I think that poetry, the way that we've been taught poetry and writing has been at a huge disservice, um, to a lot of us, like when we are growing up, it's like, you know, what's the answer to this poem? Like, what did the poet mean? And then mm -hmm. you're expected to show up and have like a correct answer. And it's like, yeah. you know, I don't fucking know what this person in 1532 was talking about. Um, I can say that I love this line or the way the texture of this works, but they don't give us the questions to ask of the writing. And so then we always feel like we're showing up incorrect. And I mean, I speak, for that for myself and then from experiences of others who people who are like well I can't write a poem and I'm like yes you can mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna get you there um and so I think that that's something that I'm really really passionate about and then as in my like kind of like student archetype I've been apprenticing with Robin Rose Bennett for the last year we're about to finish up our year um, next month and so um just learning more about plants, connecting with the land, being in a community of people who are passionate about the same things. Like that's something I'm very invested in learning about more in my life. Yeah. And I have to bring in um, something that you said to me in our last conversation about the soul flares. Because um, oh. we were talking about this topic of, you know, the mm -hmm. revealing who we are and, you said something, I'd love for you to bring it up again, because it's, it's exactly like the way I see why I say, create, do a lot of what I do. And I can feel mm -hmm. that impact ripple out. And you had it, you said it so beautifully. So yeah. Tell us about the soul flares. <laughs> Is it like, were we talking about like how, when you kind of like do the thing you're passionate yes. about, you're like, you're sending a soul flare out mm -hmm. into the world. And then the, the people that, you know, are guided by that it's like a another lantern and they're like look I also mm -hmm. have that soul flare so yeah. like the more we like talk about it or send it out into the world then the more we find the people that yeah yeah and it's for. and and that's the thing it's another it's the way to um and in my language it's interesting because I've been talking you know I always see it through there's mindset, magic, and momentum. And the momentum mm -hmm. is very much about being in the space of flow and actually like the, you know, I, I, I work with this, what I call creatrix consciousness and mm -hmm. the creatrix to me turns light into form. So the form is that it's that momentum and it's the, the saying of the thing. It's the sen it's the, whether it's a post, an email, a conversation, it's when you turn that into form. And that's what, that's where so many, um, so many really passionate, deeply powerful women, there's like a, this gap there between what they receive in terms of what they know, what their soul knows, what they download, what they intuit to that act of like making it happen. 
And Mm. I love the idea of reminding ourselves that scary as it may be to take these bold steps forward, we send these soul flares. Sometimes we don't even, most of the time, I, we're, we're not conscious of it. We're not like, okay, here goes a soul flare. No. Like, it's not it's like that. like a dynamite stick Right, off. exactly. It's like inside we're like, oh my God. And yet yeah. t- that to me feels like this. An, it's another reason why we get to use our voice and we get to, especially when we think about the opportunities that we have, um, mm-hmm. we have a long way to go as, as women and, in, in, in really speaking about in, into our empowerment and reclaiming our power. Mm-hmm. And yet when you have the ability to share your voice and you're not doing it because there's, there's this really deep fear, let's work through that so that you can feel that sense of, you know, expressing who you are and knowing that somehow that is going to impact others through, you're a very vulnerable, you know, opening and uncloaking, yeah. right? And that reveal that seeing, you know, the willingness to put your vulnerability to become that much more raw and cracked open yeah. is what the world is looking for. Like that is the medicine that we are all just desperately looking to 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 tap into. And so when we experience somebody else who is stepping into that with all of the fear that comes with it right it but you can just Mm -hmm. resonate with that person in a sense of like wow like there's something there that feels so authentic to to her quest for self-expression and you know really being who who she is who who they are and so that whole idea was like so um like what a beautiful reminder for all of us that that's why we're doing the this this work right and that it never ends and that it's constantly evolving and that there's no destination of like okay here I am great I figured all this stuff out there's like moments yeah. when we feel like okay I'm in a better state of I've sort of embodied something mm-hmm. and then there's other moments when we are just like in the deep dark you're not getting anything from me that's like you know I'm just gonna like cocoon myself and lick my wounds but um but in those moments you're also in a state of you know we get to be in that state of allowing and 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 momentum in that in even in that cocooning um Mm -hmm. so yeah you know my poetry mentor Diane Seuss she always was like if somebody throws a hand to you you don't just hoist yourself up you throw a hand back Mm. and so that's something I've really taken in in my life like sort of like these soul flares thing it's like it's a it's a privilege to have that opportunity to to share to step into to take the time to think about this stuff and so to if if speaking empowers somebody else like speak if facilitating helps somebody else share something or come to terms with something like facilitate like throw the hand back in whatever way you can, you know, yeah. it's important for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to bring in something. Um, it was a funny thing we were laughing about when we last spoke, but we were saying how, um, and I think I, I, w- I want to use my words carefully, but mm. it's, it's in the realm of being mindful not to, I guess, let, let me say step into this victim mentality, right? Like, like, owning 
who you are and owning the decisions that you want to make because the words we used at the time was, you know, I can't, <laughs> you, said, you said these, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say them. <laughs> you might yeah. be like, what? I don't remember. You said, <laughs> I know, I know. She's like, she's like, the, the suspense is killing me. You said, I can't coddle you into being a badass. Because <laughs> I was talking about like, you know, some people are like, just there's no amount of, you just can go so many different ways with them and they're still stuck. And you said, well, I can't mm. coddle you into being a badass. So it's almost like it's that. True. It's that like wake up call of you also hold this infinite well of this responsibility to and the thing is that there's no shortage of support and resources and people out there. And so it's you're never it's never about doing it alone. And yet you must decide like you must walk through the portal. It's like somebody can help help show you the door, you know, mm -hmm. send the flare, help even you like hold the door open. Mm -hmm. But you're the one that must walk like you you're the one and and the the deeper that we get into this understanding of our own intuition of our own you know inner landscape of energy and our magic you will know when you're making decisions based on you know your i know i call it my i know i go that inner sort of like all right versus what somebody else is telling you or expecting from you or and I feel in a lot of ways that's so much of what I, I've sensed a lot of people are going through right now because we've had these like big moments of really looking at, okay, well, what is important here? Big picture because mm -hmm. of everything that's happened over the past, you know, almost two years now. But now it's almost like this point of, um, almost like this point of no return. Like you've got to walk through your 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 portal your moment your threshold mm -hmm. and step into the next and like and and own it so i'd love to hear a little bit more about yeah it kind of just reminds me of the story of inanna and i do you know this mm -hmm. one yeah just like the initiation into the underworld like you have to kind of go in into the pits of hell to then like you know come to grips with yourself yes. oh, oh my dog <laughs> hi banjo what's up bud he's like um, i agree i agree yeah he's like i love that poem <laughs> oh there shadow work everybody <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's um it is shadow work and that's kind of what i was thinking about when you were saying that it's it's like you have to it must be done <laughs> yeah it must be and, yes you know, I, I have I have Pluto in my first house like I feel I have a Scorpio rising I oh, yeah. feel very <laughs> connected to that sort of underworld mm -hmm. energy um like I see the tower card and I get a little bit excited I'm like oh cool this feels this feels right to me because it's like build it up change it break it down do it again and, and like each time we're getting more and more close close to what we're looking for you know yes and that's like an adventure yes <laughs> yes oh I love that you brought that up I was I used this metaphor this past week with a couple of people I was like you know the energy I'm feeling into right now for so many is it's like you've gone into this like really cute metaphysical shop right that opened up and people walk in and you see the shelves and there's all these little trinkets and things and you go in and you're like, oh, I'm going to get this. And and that's like, OK, great. I'm good. And you walk out. 
But then the back of the store, there's this doorway with like the little beaded curtains and there's like incense <laughs> coming out. I know and, this shop. <laughs> right. It's, oh, and it's like, you know, you just see that doorway in the back and it it, it just, you just feel it in your gut. You're like, oh boy. Most people, and it's not, it's, you know, it's all good, right? But most people are like coming in, feeling into that, oh, wow, yeah, I got this and then I'm going to take it home. And of course, this object is metaphorical and yet we're actually doing that too, whether it's crystals or a deck of cards or something like that. And it's like, okay, great. But then there's that next step of, Okay, but if you walk through that back door back there, that's where that th- that's where the the work is, right? That's where the freedom really is. Um and you must turn yourself inside out. And it's just, you know, honoring that and 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 it's and it's also like think I'd love for you to weave now in terms of this where we are um in the year and the wheel of the year and the opportunity that, that we have for that in this moment. Yeah. Um, that might be an inspiring for those that are looking into maybe like, okay, what does that mean for me? And how can I harness the energy of where we are uh, in the wheel right now? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I think this will air like just before Samhain, mm-hmm. which is exciting. And so, you know, Samhain being kind of like, I guess the witch's version of Halloween, like not really quite, it's much more, I feel sacred than celebratory, but it's kind of a marking of the time um, when the veil is at its thinnest between this world and the next. And so at least for me personally, this experience, uh, my experience of this year is, or this time of year is like a sort of, um, I don't know, like not, not brush with what am I trying to say I'm like it's like the it's the texture of like the other world the darkness Mm. the veil it's like a time for spirit communication for um patterns shadow work like it's a time for like diving deep and I'm if you can't if you're not watching the video with my hand I just keep turning it over like the sort of like unearthing thing And, um, I just, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't even have to do anything this time of the year for me to experience this. Like, I know some people will do rituals and things like that. And they're beautiful. I love to put, you know, cider and red wine out for my ancestors. I love to light candles in the window. I love to, you know, maybe gather a few people together and do a thing, Mm -hmm. but I feel like if you just sit there and like listen for a little bit, um, you can kind of hear the worlds bumping against each other, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I get that like you were talking about textures. I'm very like visual, very sensory. So it's like this almost like velvet, but like earthy. Um, It's almost like you, if you grabbed in your hand, like the sensation of like, black velvet and earth at the same time and it's, it's like the duende to me you know mm-hmm. do you know the duende i don't know i mean duende like like, like goblin goblin kind of, but like, yeah, yeah 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 but garcia Lorca, this poet has this amazing oh, lecture yes. about the duende and, and in his lecture he's basically talking about how like for him like duende is like a source of like the the soul it's like the 
the source of inf- inspiration and it's not angelic like mm-hmm. it's not inspiration coming down from like the angels but it's like coming up from the muck of the earth and it's like almost a sort of like absurdist thing too at one point he's like it keeps you from like the arsenic lobster falling on your head and it's like yeah. super chaotic but his like main story for the whole thing is like there's this flamenco contest in Granada and the judges are like what are what the hell are we gonna do right like each flamenco dancer that gets up on stage is like more beautiful than the next and um the crowd is going crazy and suddenly it's like silence and the old woman in the town like Mm -hmm. hobbles up onto the stage with her cane and um she throws the cane on the stage, stomps her foot, and the entire crowd erupts, and she wins the flamenco contest because she has the duende. So to me, like, it has that sort of, like, goblin trickster soul muck thing going on. It's like, yeah. I love that. It's everything to me. (laughs) I love, I love Garcia Lorca, and that inspires me to, like, pick up pick up some of his stuff now because I haven't read him in years and last yeah, night the lecture's free online there's a PDF it's like the theory and play of Duende and you okay can, you can I'll, I'll check yeah. it out mm-hmm. um and then I've been reading um The Dangerous Old Woman by Clarissa Piccola Estes and mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read that one but you mm-hmm. know she talks about it's like the archetype of the old woman the crone etc and one of the things she does I'm still like a third into the book but she talks about um Snow White and the archetypes and all that stuff. And literally last night is when I put the book down, she was talking about the symbolism of the elves or the duendes in, you know, in that also that um, energy, what you were saying, it's like this inspiration and the fact that they're able to go into the ground and mine the gold and mine the silver and care for Snow White. It's like there was this whole thing about the symbolism of, so I'm just hearing you talk about it now is like oh that's so yeah I finished her uh, audiobook the power of the crone not too long ago oh. she has this whole book of audiobooks that i'd never even come across until like this spring and they're not in print but you can listen to them on audible yes it's so amazing but um it reminds me too like kim kranz's archetype deck that i love like so much mm-hmm. um there's a card in there about the mountain and she's like, the mountain is beautiful. You can rise to um, its tallest, you know, peak, but be very careful not to look down on people when you're there because the inside of the mountain is where the gemstones are. And I'm always like, whoa. Yes. (laughs) Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, And then, so Samhain is also the witch's new year. Do you see it that way or how, like, is that part of how you celebrate it? Because it is the start of the wheel of the year. So do Mm. you incorporate that in your practice or? So I I heard another thing that I liked, liked more. Oh, oh, good, good, good. I love this. (laughs) Which I've kind of like taken on a little bit, which I I don't know. I mean, maybe people want to argue with me about this or whoever told me and that's great. But um, they they told me and I wish I could remember who it was that they saw Samhain as kind of like the end of the year 
and Yule as the beginning of the year. And so that the space in between Samhain and Yule is more like that liminal space of the year Mm. that most calendars don't want to account for. And that's something I've always felt like a sort of like deep magic that happens around the end of October. And then this sort of like hanging in liminal suspense kind of after and traveling through that and the importance of traveling through it in the darkest days of the year because you know it does not get lighter here um until you will so that being kind of like a continued descent after the year ends and I was like yeah that oh that that, that's the one yes I I I could feel it like I could feel it in my like my lower chakras were like just like mm, pulsing with like yes like um and and also I and, and I have to say because what's been so fascinating for me as well in these past couple of weeks that I've been in this very deep space, well, like three weeks now that I'm like, okay, there's something turning over, something big, which ha- again has ha- been happening to me, you know, often. So I I know these spaces, I honor them deeply. Mm. I have this sense of, you know, one of the things, and that's the first time I'm speaking out on it, is I'm being called to walk a whole new path when it comes to what I do, how I build, you know, everything, my business, everything that is a very, very, you know, it's like, okay, you've been, you've been talking about walking this magical path, let's say this path of just complete and full trust in the unknown. And you've been getting deeper into like, okay, maybe getting ready for it. Right. And now is the moment when I've got that, like you either go this way or that way. And that's just the choice you're making. And what kept coming to me from from you know spirit is you get to commit to that path for at least a year right there's it's a year of just full commitment so that anything else that might even like sort of get your attention elsewhere or any moment of fear that wants to take you out of that because it's of course that unknown space that you're like no 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 but i need to go back to something that i know you get to just commit back to that and you may not see the the fruition you may not this may be a just complete like you're in the woods just like walking for a year, but you're following mm-hmm. this path of this magical one thing after the next. And it was like, oh, this year. And of course, my mind was like, okay, well, is this 2022? Because I've had this very deep connection to the number 22. And so I'm like, this this year is very significant for me. But spirit mm-hmm. was like, no, 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 no. It starts now. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And then this morning I'm listening to something about Samhain and it's like, oh, which is, you know, it's the end of the year and in, in you know, in the wheel of the year. Um, and I'm like, of course. It's like this whole, and it, it's something I had in my like awareness before, but it hadn't mm-hmm. clicked with me that that was the reason why. It was like, no, no, it's now. This is when you are moving from this one, this old and 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 what I've been calling in also is this um, welcoming this death to the old and and honoring that space of you know and 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 allowing what's meant to be born to just to have that full space and it's yeah. scary as all heck and it's so thrilling and so but it was so fascinating because this is this is what happens when you begin to open up to honoring the cycles in a different way your soul knows things and your soul will pick things up that later you'll you know maybe get the validation and you're like oh that's what this was that feeling um 
And we all know, even what you were saying about this fall time, it's always felt like this liminal time that both like goes in a flash and also just like feels like this sort of suspended in midair until, Mm -hmm. until, you know, Yule, Christmas time. So I had to put that in because this morning I was like, my God, it just keeps, when you're open to those things, you're just like, they're just everywhere and they can be the most like just subtle and beautiful little moments of confirmation along the way that you're like, okay, okay. Even when it feels scary and you know, whatnot. Paying attention is a magical practice. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One of my teachers, I remember her telling the story and I always love to tell it because it's so absurd and strange and beautiful but like one of her neighbors had this giant gong in his front yard and every morning she said he would run outside and hit the gong and just yell pay attention pay attention your life is moving very quickly and then go back inside oh my god wow (laughs) and so I feel like yeah when you pay attention the things kind of pop up um but I also feel like fall so nostalgic too right Mm -hmm. like don't you have this like I play the sad songs, like the old sad songs, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I know. I know. It just feels like, and there's that inherent coziness of it, no matter where you are, because it's like, obviously you get a much more distinct, you know, fall and then wintertime. I'm in Miami, Mm -hmm. so the change is not that drastic, but there's still this beautiful sense of just coziness and wanting to just be with you know yeah it just feels mm. so good oh my gosh so good so good so good so okay um as we begin to wrap up this beautiful 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 conversation thank you so much Kate um thank you so I've been asking all of my guests and you get to we get to close this out with what is something that you want to share that you are revealing and cloaking something that feels important for you to just to say so that also you know others feel <laughs> banjo wants to come back in the banjo. Yeah, he's like i have thoughts hi well, <laughs> down, bud? i have some okay. thoughts Good let job. me t- <laughs> let me tell you about my mom's uncloaking um yeah so what 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 comes up to share I mean, I, I don't, I mean, this is like kind of the first time I've been sharing any of this publicly. I mean, from the post that you brought up the uncloaking mm-hmm. from, I was talking about kind of my sexuality and queerness for the first time on social media. It was by visibility day, which I mean, mm-hmm. you and I laughed before we started recording, but I was, I just, the whole visible thing makes me laugh. So I was like, laughing about uncloaking as a bi person, as a queer person. And, you know, I had kind of felt like I had talked with friends about this thing. And that's like a deep part of me. And Mm -hmm. I was realizing that I hadn't. And this is also just the first time I'm even like speaking about it in kind of a public forum out loud. So this is wild. Hello. Hello. Um, (laughs) And I, you know, it's something I felt for like a very long time and then um, had kind of like a dear family friend um, come out as fluid and he and I were speaking about this and he was like, I just had no idea this whole time. And I was realizing kind of that I had not made that public. I had not talked about it. I hadn't stepped into that space. Um, And so I kind of, you know, started having some 
conversations with people I trust, people who had had similar journeys, my boyfriend, and, you know, kind of being like, this is how I feel inside. And like, I want to share that with people. I'm a queer person. I'm bi. I'm a lot more other things too. It's just like, you know, these are like, you're saying it's so funny when we have these like labels, but we're so varied and, Mm -hmm. um, to like fully step into that thing. It's like, am I this enough? Am I, am I doing this right? Do I have the right words, the language, wanting to honor things, wanting to, you know, process them in a healthy way. Um, and so that's something that is newly kind of uncloaked in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah, You're glowing as you're saying it. So I know it's like nice to be it's nice to be seen, yeah. not always nice to be perceived, but good to be seen, you know, for your whole self. Yeah, I, I think I've been this idea of witnessing, right, to be witnessed and to mm-hmm. witness others. I think it's this really goes deeply into what we're what we're craving for as these luminous human beings. We're like, you know, this idea of being witnessed in our in, in who we are. Um, and I love that distinction between like like how we're perceived is the thing that we get to care less and less about or mm-hmm. not care. I mean, we may still, there's like this caring part, but it, it should never overtake our truth. And that's where no. then we get so caught in the constriction of pain. You know, that's where the pain comes in so many ways. So yeah. I, I've received messages, you know, that from people who don't maybe know me, so well in the last five, 10 years of my life, just being like, I don't recognize you or things like this. And it's like, that's so interesting to reach out and feel the need to like, be like, who are you, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And so it is sort of, but then when you receive the messages that are like, me too, me too, Mm -hmm. me too, Mm -hmm. um, can we talk or this, then it's like, that's, that's a gift. And that, you know, that overtakes overtides any of those sort of like judgments it's like okay that's not needed you know it's you wipe it off with salt in the shower at the end Mm -hmm. of the day (laughs) yes yes well thank you I see you I honor you I acknowledge you you. (laughs) and um so now I get to uncloak because I've been asking everybody else to uncloak (laughs) yeah uncloak Uncloak. (laughs) so um I I am a witch I am a witch Um, and uh and I love that you know and from the beginning as you were describing who you are there's all these things that we are right so Mm -hmm. it's about acknowledging the the multifaceted you know multi-dimensional beings that we are and not fracturing any part of us that's where again that pain comes of fracturing or resisting a part of us that feels so true to express. And so it feels just so beautiful to, to share again, to be witness in that space, to open up a whole, to say it out loud. (gasps) Um, and I know the next step is like, and this sounds so funny, but it's like that Instagram bio, right? That like, you know, and right now I have strategic sorceress in there. I've been using that word, Ooh, but it's, I do like that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something else about like, um, that, that witch, you know, that like, mm. and again, it's like, okay, great. 
it, here it is. And then that opens the door to all these other spaces of just like when, you know, as you are uncloaking and revealing that you are queer by, it's like that opens the door to a multitude of new conversations, new experiences. And some of them may be painful. Some, most of them will be absolutely beautiful and empowering. And then it's like, are we, do we allow all the things that come from that to then like fall, right? To like click into place. That's, that's really the, like the, that, and in this liminal time, like what a beautiful time to just be with it, to let out, let, to let that just like, okay, what, what, yeah. what is, what is this at this deep core embodied level? Cause I'm always big into that. It's like, there's the stuff that we perceive like, right. That we can, and then there's that embodiment, that moment when you just know you're like, Oh, I am that like that has been claimed. Like it is very like, you know, there's this grounding and anchoring in. So. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think about the tower card. Like just again, just because something that I was taught is like, if you look close at the people falling out of the tower, they're planting seeds. They have seeds in their hands. Yes. And to me, that's, that's that, you know, that's that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for um, helping me create the space, Kate, because this feels like, again, this whole part of this initiation for me, it's, I know this is a moment in time that is, I call them the before and after moments, right? These moments when it's Mm -hmm. like, things are just not the same after. And I'm really grateful that you've, um, you've been one of the people to hold space for that. And it's such a sacred act to hold. And I will even say here, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, I was having a day when I was like, oh my God. And I was in the shower. I was doing like cleansing shower and just in this like very like buzzy space, you know, when you're, something's moving through you that your whole body is just like, mm-hmm. and I thought about Kate. And again, Kate and I, the relationship we have is through a couple of few Zoom calls, you know, Instagram messages And I was like, I just messaged her and I said, I like just hold space for this and that's it. Just, you know, no expectations except if you're able to hold space. And I shared what it was in a couple of messages and I remember you said you were at the lake, I think, or was that? I was down at the Rockways. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You were, you were in nature and you were like, you know, I. City city nature. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, and I, and I felt it and it was one of those moments when, again, I, my mind, it's like when your intuition wants you to move into a space that feels vulnerable, um, to go there and to know that other, other people are willing to support your evolution and your transformation and hold you in this space of like who you get to be and not who maybe you have been or, and so this feels like, you know, um, an important part about that. And the fact that we both like, you know, publicly are sharing things that are stretchy. Um, mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. And so it is. And blessed be. Yes, 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 yes. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening or for watching. Um, if you're on YouTube, thanks again to Kate for being my beautiful guest thank here. You. Um, I'll have links so you can follow uh, her work and definitely get on her email list because one of the things that she does so beautifully, like she was saying earlier, is um, – really provide resources. It's like very easy to follow things that are very easy to integrate into your life. Um, you're very generous with, with the prompts that you share or, you know, ideas for, I love all the ideas for like small spells. And, um, there's so many ways that she's just giving all of this beautiful, you know, sharing this knowledge and always from this very, um, your come from is so like, I'm, I'm learning as I go. Like you said, I'm a student. And so, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's amazing. And all the writing you do is divine. So, um, yeah, so make sure you go follow her and, um, thank you for being part of this series, um, that didn't turn out exactly like I thought it would. And yet was exactly what was meant to happen. And I couldn't be more, I couldn't feel more blessed. So thank you all. Be well. And uh, I'll see you soon. Bye, everybody.